I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm so excited to have my next incredible guest here with us today. So we have Cherie LaDove Funch with us here today, and she is the CEO of an incredible company that you may not have heard of because they're often in the background creating some of the most incredible hair care and beauty products, skincare products, lots of stuff, and it's called LaDove. And It is a Florida-based 45-year-old company that was started by Cherie's father. And this is a story about a family business and taking over the family business. So I cannot even wait to get into hearing a lot more about that decision because maybe some people are thinking, do I actually want to take on this business? Um, All of those questions. We've had other children of incredible founders on that have had to make that choice along the way. So it's, it's definitely one that I think is, is very, very interesting and not one that you just go and do without actually thinking a little bit more about it. And we'll also hear about Cherie's uh, brand that she has created too. So I'm very, very excited to uh, jump in and hear a lot more about that. It's called the cleanest lab. So uh, very, very thrilled to have you here with us today. Oh, thank you, Kara. It's wonderful to be here. I'm excited. Absolutely. So you are a cosmetic formulator. Uh, You are not only the CEO of the company, but you're a cosmetic formulator and have worked with some of the best hair and body products out there. What is the secret of creating multiple great products as a manufacturer? I think the the secret with us is like we really get into the heads of our clients and we try to think like our clients and each client is so independently different with their mission, um, what they're trying to achieve with the brand, what their focus is, what their core values are. So we really dive, we do a deep dive into that so we can create something completely unique and special for them. And we also are really good at sourcing the most unique ingredients in the world. It's become our trademark. So once we delve into the heads of our clients, then we, we kind of key in as to, okay, what region, what ingredients, what are they looking to do? And um, we go out and we find them. If we don't already, if we haven't already found them, because we've found a lot that we have, we don't even have homes for yet. So we kind of get really into it, and um, you know, just really delve in there and create something completely unique and something that not only the client will love, but consumers will love. 
So that's the key. So this is a family business that your father started uh, over 45 years ago? Yes. Yes. Crazy, right? And I never wanted to go into the business. It was not my dream. And in fact, back in the day um, when my dad started the business, the business was very, very different because there was no retail in the professional salon space. So, and I know that's so hard for people to believe nowadays, and especially for the younger generation, but there was no, you couldn't walk into a beauty salon and buy a product. So my dad actually started the business manufacturing gallon jugs of concentrate shampoos and conditioners. And it was called like the eight in one or the 16 in one. And then they would dilute it at the back bar. And uh, there were very generic flavors like cherry almond bark and apple blossom and, you know, honey vanilla. And it was just very, it was a very boring industry. So it was not for me. I wanted to become a lawyer or go into fashion. And um, I never wanted to go into the business, but I did work in the business as a, as a kid, now they would consider it child labor, but I did learn the business, um, you know, from a very early age. And, um, and I worked summers because I wanted to make spending money. So I was going actually to, I was on my way to law school and one last summer, it was a life-changing summer for me because I retail was starting to take off in the salons. So we were starting to do products that were a little bit, you know, like um, Paul Mitchell came out with a fast freeze hairspray and a sculpting spray. So it was getting a little bit more, um, there was a little bit of retail, I should say. So that summer I had the opportunity to meet hairdressers from London and uh, it was the, the Mascolo family from Tony and Guy. And I had such an amazing summer because I had studied cosmetic chemists, like I'm a cosmetic chemist. So I'd been working in the laboratory. So I was the chief chemist at that point for that summer because the company was much, much smaller. It wasn't what it is today. It was a very small company. And um I went over to London and I worked with these hairdressers and they had academies in London and it was very fashion forward. And it was, it was just so cool and so amazing. And, uh, we created the, I created a lot of the first, uh, TG products back in the day that summer. And then I told them I'm going to law school and they're like, you can't go to law school. Don't go, don't go. And I had such a fantastic time and I saw the potential in the business and I saw the fashion sense and how you needed to bring like chemists together with hairdressers to truly create unique products. And um, chemists don't speak the same language as hairdressers. So I was able to, to speak the same language with them. And I just had changed my life. I stayed. And that's how I got sitting here today, <laughs> but never in a million years <laughs> would be like running Ladev. I would have said, no way. I do not want anything to do with it. So it's kind of funny. It's funny how your life just happens while you're making your plans. 
How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, Term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests. 
right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. What year did you actually, so your father was still there at the company when you decided to stay? Yes, yes. My dad was still at the company. And when did he finally retire? Well, that was a whole nother journey. Um, He actually (laughs) didn't retire. He sold the business to private equity. Um, and I was not so happy about it because I thought I was, you know, in the business and I had dedicated part of my life to it. So I ended up working with the private equity team and, um, getting management shares. And then it's been a long journey, but I was able to buy the company back. So I'm really proud to say that the company is a hundred percent. Um, now owned by myself again. So it's a really good feeling. So I don't have any private equity and I'm partners, but it was a long journey because, you know, there was a lot of debt and there was a lot of, you know, ups and downs in the business. So it was, it was a crash course, course on how to survive, you know, Mes debt and all that fun stuff. So it, it was pretty tough. It was a pretty tough couple of years. No, more than that. Tough, tough decade, I would say. And I uh, was able to- It took that it. long. Yeah, because they borrowed the money at such a high rate. They paid my dad an incredible price. So it was great for him. He wanted to retire and he didn't want to sell me the business. So- you know, that was his decision, of course, but um, I really like love the business. So now it's mine and I'm going to pass it on. My daughter, Samantha, works in the business. So she's third generation now and um, I will not make her buy the business. I will pass it on to her if that's what she wants. That's incredible. So when was that officially done where you took the company back? Um, well, 2001, he sold to private equity. And then about 10 years later, I was able to work, work, work and, um, you know, buy them out. So, and that's, that's incredible. I love that story. It's fun. Yeah. I love keeping it. It's, it's nice to have it in the family. family. It is nice. And there are very few companies right now in my industry that are still family owned, hardly any. So it's, it's interesting. That's, Private equity has come in and acquired a lot. 
Yeah, definitely. And unfortunately, often the the operators and the people who uh, are really passionate about it, uh, in many cases, the hairdressers or the creators are are gone and innovation leaves right. and, um, you know, the heart and soul is uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough road. So that's a very exciting story to hear that that you're back. So uh, so you work with brands to create products. So what has been maybe the biggest success so far? So Tony and Guy products, I'm I'm guessing, but are there other products that you've done as well that you can talk about? Yeah. I mean, obviously the one people still recognize um, is Bedheads. So that was super, mm-hmm. super fun to work on. Um, and it's really interesting because it... Bedhead happened by accident because the brand was TG. So we went and launched something called the Bedhead Stick. So if you ever look at the packaging on a Bedhead Stick, you'll see TG, T-I-G-I, really big and Bedhead Stick small because the brand was TG and the product was Bedhead Stick, but it took off so massively that we said, Hey, this bedhead is a trend. Let's just switch and make the bedhead big and the TG small and go for it. So that's what happened with that. So that was just kind of, it's just funny how certain successes happen. Obviously, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears behind the, you know, behind the scenes. But when something takes off, it's just, it's just crazy. But it, you know, we just ran with it. So it was a lot of fun. Um, I created the Sunbum hair care product line. So that was super fun to work on. That was really nice. They had like sunscreens and all of that, and they were doing super well. And it's such a hip company, but they never had hair care. So I was able to really hone in on their message and create an incredible hair care line for them. Um, we do so, we do so many, like so many. Yeah, but that's that was a really fun project to work on, Sunbum. Oh, it's fun when you see the different cultures. Like Sunbum was such a different culture because they had surfboards at their office. So people could go surfing whenever they wanted, you know, ping pong tables everywhere, bicycles to go bike riding, like when you want. Like it was just a very freeing atmosphere. Now that I know is very common in cultures like with Google and Amazon and um Maybe not Amazon quite as much, but Google and YouTube and, uh, and um, you know, companies like that, Nickelodeon, they're all like super fun when you go to their corporate headquarters. But back in the day, there it, it wasn't a thing yet. So it was kind of fun to be a pioneering and working with such a cool brand back in the day. You know, it was fun. So you're still very hands-on. Uh, you know, you're the CEO of the company and you're, you are, you know, holding the reins and, and the vision. But I love how, you know, you've grown up in this industry. You've probably done every job in, in this industry. But what do you think is kind of the, the key thing that, that you've learned along the way? Because obviously you've been through... Uh, some major trauma. I mean, having this business go and then you had to buy it back. I mean, that's a story in and of itself. Uh, but when you did end up taking it back, you just 
you know, you're going to do things a little bit differently. What What's kind of the key thing that you've seen that has been part of that success? Um, I think the key thing is just creating that culture, creating mm-hmm. that culture, because I saw with, I saw the culture I was able to create when my dad owned the company before I was able to create a culture. And I saw when private equity, and I'm not saying anything bad about pri- private equity at all, but they, their culture is very different from the entrepreneurial culture. So I think as a CEO, it's important to set that culture and live that culture. So you really mm-hmm. become one with that culture. And um, that's what now I've been able to do again. And um, it's really satisfying. It's super satisfying for me on a personal level. It's satisfying when I see my employees, you know, how happy they are and like just they have smiles on their faces and they're excited to come to work and they, they just love working. And I think that sometimes that's not the way it is in certain big corporations. It gets lost. Sometimes private equity, if you don't have the right CEO that they put in place, they, it gets lost. And I think that I'm able to do mm-hmm. it because I grew up in the business. I've seen the changes in the business. So Obviously, I've had to roll with the times and times have changed, you know, with everything um, and social media and all kinds of things like that. So it's always an evolving learning experience for me also. So I'm never I never think I know more. I always try to put a really good team in place who's smarter than me so that Mm -hmm. I learn from them. Um, so I don't like to dictate. I mean, obviously if there's something I believe in strongly, uh, you know, I, I will make my point and, you know, get it across, but I really like to hear feedback and have a very interactive culture. So I think that's really helped me. Yeah. I love that answer. So as a creator, you've had the opportunity to work with a number of clients. You've mentioned some of them, but how do you approach the challenge of creating a product that not only reflects their artistic vision, but also, uh, you know, everything that you know, all of your knowledge, like somebody comes in and says, we want gold leaf specs in our product and I'm making this up, but (laughs) you're confident that that's not going to work. Right. But how do you balance the crazy ideas? Right. And, and and founders have a lot of crazy ideas. Right. And, uh, I, I mean, how do you balance that? Well, I kind of have a very funny story along the lines of that. I don't know if you remember Aveda and I'm the founder of Aveda Horst. I I remember reading about him. Okay. I had the pleasure of working with him and he was a very uh, dynamic man. He would get on stage and like eat and drink his shampoo and uh, (laughs) eat his products. And there were all kinds of crazy things that he would do. So he had a vision that he wanted to create a product that was a hundred percent natural. So, but would work. And this isn't a hair care formula because I, it's, 
I could do something pretty close. I can do some natural skincare products like that, but in an actual shampoo that has to focus. And this is back in the day where there were, there wasn't as much access to truly natural ingredients. So I basically formulated for him and the product was 95% natural. I thought I was doing really well. Like I got it really far. Like I pushed the limits on this and it worked really well too. So, I mean, no one has created that. There's not one person in the industry back in the day who did that. So I'm sitting in a meeting with him and huge everyone around the conference table. I don't know. There's like 30, 40 people around the conference table. And I'm like, horse, I got this. Like it's 95% natural. He literally stood up, yelled at me and threw a chair at me across the room. I had to duck. So I didn't get hit. And he's like, I told you. And he had a German, like a German accent. He's like, I told you a hundred percent natural. And he like then threw the bottle at me. And I was just like, oh man, that, that was a tough nut to crack. Like that was, that was hard. That was one that like, that was my hardest. I must say. <laughs> Did you fire that that client of yours at that point for throwing a chair? Oh. I mean, that is the craziest story. Yeah. No, I didn't. I, I like, I still like, <laughs> to me, it was a challenge. I kind of was intrigued by it in a really crazy way. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something. So I was able to get him yeah. some, a, a couple products that were a hundred but I mean, to me, the performance wasn't where it should be, but uh, he was happy. So, okay. But um, yeah, it was crazy. That was crazy. I can literally see it this day. <laughs> did he continue with that product in particular or did it eventually? The, nine, yeah, the 95% one he did not do. So the couple of the um, 100% ones, yeah, he did it under his line. So um, you know, it was, it was interesting. It was a challenge. <laughs> That's wild. I just read recently, uh, that you had done a product for a, uh, princess, uh, that, that, uh, had created a product. Do you want to share a little bit about that story? I'm sure she did not throw a chair at you. No, she was, she was amazing. <laughs> she was like beautiful, elegant, like, the full embodiment of grace. Like, gee, I can't say enough good things about her. Um, so I developed this reputation. So in addition to working at LaDove and being at LaDove, I developed this reputation as being a cosmetic chemist to fix one-off needs. So I had celebrity clientele that would reach out and I would fix someone's acne or I would, you know, do something here and there, a, a crazy hair gel for a movie set where they can't move certain things. So there were all kinds of really fun projects. And to me, it was more of a passion project because I felt like it kept me really sharp and on my toes and challenged me a lot. So I um, was someone who knew Princess Diana very well reached out to me and said she wants me to create a hairspray 
for hel- like for her getting on and off helicopters because her perfectly coiffed hair, um, you know, the blades of the helicopter make your hair go crazy. So she wanted me to do that. So I worked very closely with her hairdresser, Richard Dalton, to create that product for her. And it was, it was so much fun. It really was. That was a, that was another project that it was really cool. I got to go to Kensington Palace and there's something super special about, you know, driving through the gates of a palace. You know, I'm an American girl, like I don't be, I've never been to a palace with a princess, you know, come yeah. on. So it was, it was really, really exciting to go there for tea and to experience it all. But, and then we created the spray. It never went to market. It was just for her. And, um, you know, we found this unique gum that was able to give us the level of hold we needed, but also the flexibility we needed because she did not want to have that like, Hel- you know, helmet head uh, type feel to her hair or look. So it was, it was interesting. I had to find this special gum and uh, create this product. So it was, it was amazing. Oh, that's so fun. So you created your own brand uh, fairly recently. Uh, what, when did this all happen? Yes. So what happened was um, when my daughter, unfortunately, was diagnosed with leukemia, it was kind of a wake up call for us because my daughter was just a product junkie. Like every product you could imagine she had, she wanted, like, it was crazy. So when she was going through chemo, she couldn't use anything on her skin. Um, Her skin was literally peeling off. It was really tragic. But in addition to that, because there's so many, it made me realize how many toxic chemicals there really are in products. And it's not just the chemical they put in it, it's the byproducts of the chemicals. So a regular consumer wouldn't be able to see it on a label because they wouldn't realize that something has um, benzene donors and benzene causes leukemia and a lot of other cancers. So there's so many things. So it really um, taxed me. And my oldest daughter, um, Samantha, partnered with me on this brand. So she took the head of it because she saw what her sister was going through. And I directed the lab. um, And we just worked and worked and worked to develop a line. It's called the Cleanest Lab. We're, We're not launching a ton of products. Um, we're going to launch products slowly and when the product is right. And so we've launched a shampoo, a conditioner, a leave-in hairspray. So it's kind of a super simple regimen because Ashley couldn't find a shampoo to use. Like it, I mean, it's mm-hmm. very hard and it's, it's very, and she would send me the labels on everything. And, and luckily, you know, I am a cosmetic chemist and I understand chemistry. So I was able to decipher, no, don't buy that. Don't do this. Don't do that. So I was having to like figure it out and have my lab make it for her. So we launched the hair care. Then we worked really, really hard on doing an anti-aging cream, which we call No Tox, which is just about to launch, or it's just launching now. But we call it No Tox because it's non-toxic, 
And then it also, it, repl- it, it doesn't replace your Botox, but it extends the life of your Botox. Or if you don't want to have Botox, it really helps to make your wrinkles go away. So it's a really mm-hmm. amazing product. And then we haven't launched yet, but we have them ready to go. We have three cleaners because another problem she had was with, she had to get rid of all the cleaning, the cleaners in her house. So we had to develop something that would really clean and will kill bacteria, will kill germs, but is, is basically non-toxic. So we looked at every product or a lot of products, uh, almost every product on the market, I should say. And the problem is that everyone's saying clean beauty, but everyone's interpretation of clean beauty is so Mm -hmm. different. So what we say at the cleanest lab is we say we're going for pure, pure beauty. So we're going for pure intentions and also, you know, non-toxic. So you'll see things that maybe don't look a hundred percent natural, but they are the best ingredient that for that purpose to be used and they are non-toxic. And then you'll see natural ingredients in the products. You'll see shorter ingredient lists. You won't see a million ingredients embellishing a marketing label. So we're taking those marketing claims and we don't want those marketing claims anymore. So that's, we're really trying to have efficacious products that work for people who need it, people for cancer and also all of us, because we want to prevent, you know, all these illnesses and things that can happen by using the wrong beauty products when you don't even realize you're using the wrong beauty products. I love the story on it too. So is, so she, is she going to share that story? Uh, the backstory of why you guys are launching the cleanest lab? Yes. Yes. Yes, definitely. 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 And Ashley, the younger one who's not obviously involved in the business, in the, in LaDove business, but she was very much instrumental in testing these products and, you know, evaluating them and, and doing all of that. So she, it's the only thing she uses by like now, because it's the only thing she can use, but she is, she's so excited and she gives it out at her cancer hospital. So she gives That's it to amazing. people. It's like, yeah, she just loves doing that. That is such a great story. So last question. So uh, you've had a lot of advice along the way uh, from people. You, you sort of fell into uh, this role of running a company that you fought for uh, as well and and got it back, which is such a great, great story. But you probably received advice along the way uh, from people that you admire. Uh, Maybe you even read in a book and you picked it up. Um, But if you had to think about any advice that had really that really helped you along the way um, because there's a lot of good advice, but there's also not so good advice, right? That we all have to kind of sift through. What what would be the advice during those most challenging times that you remember and uh, that's really helped you that you could share with us? Oh my gosh. Well, I think like one of the things is when um, private equity did come in, and I was quite young at the time, 
when they did come in, they put in a non-executive chairman of the company. And I was very close to him and he mentored me. And um, he was, he is an amazing man. And we're still very close to this day. And he basically told me about the five levels of being a CEO. And he said, most CEOs only get to the fourth level because they're too controlling. They want to micromanage. They can't give up like that control. And he said, you have to remember to get to that fifth level of being a CEO, that if you are not there tomorrow, will your company succeed for generations to come? So you need to build your team and you need to build your company because God forbid there's an accident or something happens tragic. Do you really want your company to die with you? Or do you want your company mm -hmm. to move forward for future generations? And that kind of always stuck with me. And I always thought succession you know, planning and succession planning. And I found like when I found myself being like, oh, I can just do this. Or I took a step back and I was like, you know what? I need to teach my team. I need to bring my team up so that if I'm not here, my team is better than me. So that was, that was one piece of advice that I followed. I love that. Well, Cherie, such an amazing, amazing leader and company and uh, lots to think about here for sure. Everyone needs to check out The Cleanest Lab, uh, which is the newest project. We'll have everything in the show notes where people could check that out, but also uh, LaDove and everything that you're doing, um, and hopefully get a chance to meet you too. So this is such an honor to meet you truly. And I wish you guys all the success and so excited. Now I'm going to be looking at every beauty and skincare <laughs> product and wondering whether or not you have your hand in it, uh, somewhere. <laughs> so it's, uh, got going to have my curiosity going for sure, but thank you again. And thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Kara. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, which I share my journey including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And thanks everyone for listening. Have a great rest of the week and 2023 and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. 
Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.